Hello. Snake Eyes got it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dirt Blitz. Love it. A little, a little jiffy meme of uh, Night at the Roxbury. I like it. Yeah. Welcome in, everybody. Hi, Days. Hello, Counselor. It is. The meme is dancing in sync with the music. It's awesome. Hey, guys. Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome in to the Wednesday night edition of Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. How you guys doing? Yeah, doing well. Yeah, yeah. Have I ever been raided during a show, Doc? I think you know the answer to that is absolutely I have been. That's a, that's a thing. That happens. As a matter of fact, Forex, I'm pretty sure you've done it, right? Boko has done it. That's right. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs, and uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. Got a lot to talk about tonight. And, um, chew. It's just been a roller coaster this week, hasn't it? As a matter of fact, I got to talk to uh, to Panic this morning, and uh, he said uh, he sent me a message. He was like, "Hey, buddy, send me that link again to the last show. There's somebody important here that wants to listen to it." Now he didn't tell me who it was, so I didn't tell me who it was. But I, I would love to know who that actually was because uh, they they asked for it today, and we do know that there was a change made to the actual core mechanics of the game this week, right? So, um, no, it wasn't Gala. Gala already has it. See, uh, it is a favorite on Gala's Spotify uh, playlist. Ain't that right? She uh, she she has it on her Spotify. So, hey, guys, uh, welcome into the show. Good evening to you. Your mics are up. Welcome into the show. Y'all doing all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody? Yeah, everybody's just going to... Yeah, boy. Hey, Gregor is in his house. Gregor's here. Death Dealer's here. Welcome in, guys. Hello, everybody. That was uh, a Kess, I believe, I think, right? See, I love this because the list of names is so tall on my screen that I actually can't see everybody's name. (laughs) It's taller than one screen. So uh, if you say something, I I don't necessarily know who you are. Uh, possibly it might be on a different screen so uh, counselor that is really really funny I can't because this is a PG-13 rated show but I do want to give mad props real quick to um, gosh was it was it you counselor or was it um, who was it no it was her was it okay counselor came up with a great name for the in-game refinery and we were talking about it off the air the other night and i howled it was so funny and if you read in the discord you can find out what it is but we were talking all about the refinery like and she was just throwing out her nickname for the refinery in casual conversation and we we were howling but uh if you are listening to this podcast later on as a recording join our discord all right there's a couple of things that's going to happen with that one you're going to be up to date anytime we do a show so that you can come in for the live taping. Two, you're automatically entered for the three-ship giveaway that we're doing just by being on the Discord, right? So be in the Discord, and you're qualified. And three, then you get to see great memes, right? Uh, and you get to hear some uh, backstage jokes and some behind-the-curtain kind of things, all right, when you're in the Discord. So you get to do some of that. All right. So uh, make sure you do that. But uh, if you are listening to the podcast and you've been a regular listener, then you know that we do have a format and at this time ladies and gentlemen it is time yes it is to get to the stupid news news. News. yes steve 
Steve, tell me all about it. <laughs> all right, it is the news. <laughs> He's still going back there. All right, time for the news. Let's see what's going on. So Boeing is in the news. Boeing's new 777X. It completed its maiden test flight this past week. was a success, although the baggage is expected to arrive sometime uh, next Monday. This is when it's going to show up. Next Monday, the baggage will be there. That would have been a funnier joke if I was able to get to it in time. Stupid, stupid recorder. <laughs> All right, let's see. What do we got here? Ah, uh, this is good stuff. Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault trial uh, resumed earlier this week. His lawyers asked him, uh, asked last week, last Friday, to move the trial outside of New York. But the judge told Harvey that no means no. So uh, he was not able to. <laughs> no means no. Yes, Wicked Witch, I have batteries. I love how you guys are such fans of the show that you, you know my bad habits. And uh, you know what's going to happen here. Uh, let's see. How about this? Uh, there's a new movie out, a new film called Jumbo. Now, guys, we were talking about this just last week. We made a joke about this. A new movie called Jumbo focuses on people who have objectophilia, all right, which is a romantic attraction to inanimate objects. We talked about this. Remember the girl who married the, the Ferris wheel and named it Bruce? Okay. This is apparently a real thing. All right, they have romantic attractions to inanimate objects. The film focuses on a female theme park worker who's in love with a tilt-a-whirl ride called Jumbo, hence the name of the film. Just uh, gives the phrase, you must be this tall to ride, <laughs> a whole new meaning. <laughs> uh, whole new, yeah, this tall. <laughs> All right, let's see, what else is in inappropriate news? R. Kelly. <laughs> R. Kelly is in the news, was actually forced to miss a court hearing after undergoing emergency hernia surgery. And to make matters worse, his girlfriend couldn't be there because she failed her driver's license test. Um, <laughs> despite, I'm sorry, despite the surgery, he is uh, still looking at 10 to 12 years. But enough about his dating life. <laughs> All right. Yes, thank you. <laughs> hey, I want to let me let me mention this. We talked a little bit about this off the air. Now, obviously, the world, all right, especially the basketball world, suffered a tragedy. And guys, I, I want to make it very, very completely clear. I don't, uh, I don't condone uh, talking nasty about it. I don't condone making fun of it. I don't condone people trying to use it as an opportunity to make money. Okay, because people are out there doing that, right? People are on the internet selling his stuff at a premium. So, terrible, terrible stuff. But there was some interesting uh, stories that happened as a result as I'm watching some of this coverage and reading some of the headlines. For example, there was this one. Uh, an MSNBC anchor has apologized for accidentally using the N-word during a report. All right? Saying that she meant to say Nakers because she confused the Knicks and the Lakers. Misty heard that. A lot of people think this is like the most embarrassing moment in the history of MSNBC. But that is because they've never watched Morning Joe. <laughs> that's that's a thing. The BBC messed up. The BBC has apologized for accidentally using footage of LeBron James during a report on Kobe Bryant's death. The BBC released a statement saying, hey, at least we didn't do what MSNBC did. <laughs> at least it wasn't that bad. Uh, in all seriousness, though, really, everybody has come out showing love and support for his family, 
uh, for his wife and for the legend that is Kobe Bryant. He's been honored by every professional team out there and the New York Knicks. <laughs> yes. All right. I do, too. It's a terrible tragedy. Hey, um, how about this? Uh, I'll bring you up with this. David Schwimmer shot down hopes of a Friends reunion. Did you guys hear about this? He said, nope, not doing it, because none of the scripts presented to the crew make any sense, he says. Plus, he'd have to get somebody to cover his shift over at Five Guys, so uh, he's unavailable. <laughs> he can't, can't get there. Uh, let's see. Finally. Ratings for the Grammys sunk to a 12-year low with 18 million people watching the award show that's known as Music's Biggest Night, right? That's what they say, Music's Biggest Night. Uh, The problem is Billie Eilish won all the awards, and most of her fans had to be in bed by 9 o'clock, so they weren't actually able to see her her winning anything. Uh, (laughs) It's terrible, I know. Uh, Let's see. Finally, I do have one more. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, in gaming news, Scopely World International Gaming Entertainment Incorporated shocked the Star Trek Fleet Command community by actually reversing course this week and unlocking the latest board content, Imminent Threat, for free-to-play players, contradicting an earlier statement that said they would require players to open their wallets. The community responded with uh, resounding approval, right? And thanks, gratitude towards Scopely. Until Scopely issued the following response, uh, whoops, no, we didn't actually mean to. Hashtag blame Havana. Hashtag blame Billy from accounting. <laughs> wait a second, wait a second. It wasn't all my fault. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, Billy from accounting is with us. I didn't know you were hiding in the Discord, brother. How you doing? You, you doing all right? Oh, oh, man, yeah, but man, it's been a rough week. What's going on, Billy? Well, it's just been mistake after mistake. I'm really clumsy this week. First, it was launching domination. That wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen, but it did. So we just went with it. Oh. And if that was all, I wouldn't be upset. But then there was a mining event at the Borg Points on Sunday. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> then Tuesday, we had the delays with the faction hunt event, and some people weren't getting their Borg Points. Yep, you guessed it. Billy from accounting. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, Billy, dude, I don't understand. You you work in accounting. Why are you deploying events? Why are you in the development center? Well, see, here's what happened. Dada and I were listening to the podcast with Gala, and I guess he got a little distracted. <laughs> anyway, he fell out of his chair, hit his head, oh my God. and has been at home. So I'm filling in again. Oh, wow. But I really like it. I get to sit in his chair, and it's a super cool chair. <laughs> it has speakers in it. So now I can listen to the podcast with Gala and Surround Sound. <laughs> it's Surround Sound. Wouldn't you, uh, Billy, wouldn't you get to listen to Gala, like, anytime you want? Like, you know, just drop by her office and ask her to sign some made-up form or something like that? Well, I do come to her office anytime. I drop off paychecks, but... She's usually listening to you on Spotify. I've been leaving chocolates on her desk every morning, though. I'm just waiting until she falls in love with me. Then I'll tell her it's me. Oh, Billy, dude, that literally never works out, man. You can't do that. My God. Uh, Billy from Accounting, everybody. So, listen, let, let's talk some business here, Billy. Tell me, what do you uh, what do you know about the Borg? Well... 
They are a cybernetic humanoid organic with enhancement, all connected to a central hive mind. They've made appearances in most TV series and several movies, including Star Trek Next Generation. No, 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 Billy, 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 no. No, man, no. I'm looking for I'm looking for insight into the Borg event in the game, like in Star Trek Fleet Command. <laughs> ah, oh, well, uh, no, um, uh, I got nothing. Uh, Billy, you're you're worthless, man. You're worthless. Fine. Uh, anything else going on? Anything you want to share? Anything important? Anything exciting? Yes, I found something super important. Don't leave us in suspense, man. Tell us. What is it? What do you got? Tell us the good news. I found dark chocolate covered cherries. Oh. I'm going to leave those on Gala's desk tomorrow. Oh, my God. Gregory Billy from accounting. Please come to Gala's office. Billy from accounting. Come to Gala's office. Hey, uh, I just got the page from heaven. I got to go. See you later there, DJ. <laughs> page from heaven. <laughs> That's so stupid, Billy. Oh, my God. Billy from accounting, everybody uh, receiving the page from heaven. Listen, Billy, uh, he's already gone. Gala, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to say, listen, I would have told him you're not a fan of dark chocolate, but he just took off. So those are uh, those are going to be on your desk. I'm sorry. I tried. To st- <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, all right, guys. Stupidity aside. Thank you, Billy from accounting for being here. Billy from accounting, uh, our special guest today. Listen, let's do a very quick server roll call, shall we? Let's uh, let's get into it. Poor Billy says Gala. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Chuck, uh, Truck and Chick, Server 26, Scaly 193, Cass 15, Counselor 25, Rocky 13, Zula and uh, Ronan on 25. Look at all of them coming in. Appreciate you guys being here. Snipes on 17, uh, Death Dealer on 15, Dread on 16, Padawan 10, and uh, they keep going. Waffles on the negative first server. She's on the founder server, she says. <laughs> Days 26, uh, Karan. Karan, 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 uh, Server 27, Smoker King, uh, Server 12, Misty is not here, Herky the Hawk on 29, Beck 27, Right Turn Clyde 15. Hey guys, we've got a lot more people uh, in the room as well, so we really, really do appreciate you guys all being here. we got a lot to talk about today, so uh, let's, let's dive right in. I, I was going to take a break first, but let, let's get into this, So, and you guys are, are absolutely able to uh, to come up and talk uh, about this. I've got your mics potted up now so that uh, your voices can be heard. But ladies and gentlemen, listen here. I want to do this very quickly. Let's do this. Scopely. Yep. Scopely, you guys heard the news story there. And uh, joking aside, Scopely did an about face this week. And, uh, you know, they've been strangely silent about it. Uh, now, listen, I, I know that we have guests here, okay? And and I have always made the promise that, that we will not talk about things that uh, or not talk to them about things. Obviously, you guys know I'm, I'm referring to Gala, and I appreciate you being here. It's always a pleasure for you to hang out. But, uh, you know, when we know about stuff we can talk about versus not ask her about, then I respect respect those boundaries. And uh, I asked her, I said, uh, is there a reason that Scopely didn't want to take the credit on this? Because obviously, guys, it was an intentional move, right? I mean, that's what I believe. It was announced that imminent threat would not be obtainable without buying a pack. And now suddenly it was. It was obtainable yesterday. And a lot of you uh, who are listening were able to do it. So I've got two messages here very quickly. One, 
Uh, I would like to say to those of you who maybe got a late start, I was on the official Discord and some people said, well, is it worth starting? I got started late. Yes, apparently it is worth starting because we were able to get to imminent threat in exactly half the time. So if you get out there and you do the work, you can probably still get to it and get those extra points. Now, I messaged both Panic and Gala yesterday and I said, hey, Hey, why, why why will we not get out there? Why are we not going to claim the victory? The community uh, is actually proud of you. And they said, you know what? The Scopely overlords have, have decided to refrain from comment. All right? And, and that's fine. I get that. Uh, listen, we can joke about it all the live long day, but, I mean, don't we all know that Scopely's, like, seriously their least – um, effective thing that they do is communicate. <laughs> All right. They just don't. They don't do it. They don't communicate. Scalyback says, thank you. Ronan says, good move, Scopely. Uh, I mean, people are excited. Zula says, uh, woo-hoo. Okay. All right. Vita is, in the, is, Vita is in the house, and I already can tell by the sound in your voice you got something to argue about, buddy. <laughs> Welcome into the show. Uh, Vitamin, yeah, THC. Well, what do you got, thank buddy? Thank you. Uh, let's put it this way. So you're going to tell me, and I just jumped in, and I was surprised by you talking about imminent uh, threat available for non-payers. Then why did I just spend 20 bucks? Because it was said it would only be for people who paid. Well, okay. So so that happened. Okay. People, uh, people have spent some money, and I've gotten a couple of those comments. Okay, I've gotten a couple of those comments. So here's here's what I'm going to say, and and I'm not blaming anybody. Okay, I understand that there was an announcement made in the game that made some people decide to pursue a certain path. Gregor says no negative Vita. Gala says Vita, go back to bed. <laughs> uh, here's what I'm going to say. All right, Vita, and your point is a valid one and one that I do not want to dismiss. You guys, you guys hear me. I am here to represent all sides, and Vita has a very valid point uh scopely said and this is what's puzzling right because scopely can make that announcement but they can't make the announcement yesterday that they've decided to change their mind which by the way ladies and gentlemen i give kudos to rev deuce and kudos to fortis and kudos to no one shell and all of your other content creators because uh myself included all right because this was a feedback-based change Okay, it was an announcement made that it wasn't going to be there, that you were not going to be able to unlock that event. Right. And it was a feedback based change. Now, Vita, here's my response to you. And it's not what you're going to want to hear. Okay, Um, but this is my personal response anyway. And don't don't get it twisted. I'm not responding for Scopely. Okay, because they have chosen not to respond at all. Okay, Uh, Durr, you got it, buddy. That's why you don't buy the stuff until the end. I have been telling everybody on the official Discord and on my Discord alike, do not do this stuff until you're ready. Heck, we were talking in fluffer time to Missy. Don't buy Sally Blueprints 10 at a time out of your faction store. Wait. Wait until you're ready to do it. You never know when they might do something crazy and give away a Sally. (laughs) You never know when they might do something and you get a full pull of an officer. Okay. Um, Scalyback says, you guys led the push. <laughs> uh, listen, all I'm saying is it is an overall good thing for the server. Zula was able to do it. Uh, truth be told, Snake Eyes, and you're absolutely right. They can change direction at any time. And his opinion is that's why they don't communicate. Because they're damned if they do and damned if they don't. And, and I get it. That is a valid point and probably why they don't say a whole lot, guys. Because just as soon as they do say something... 
somebody's going to complain. All right. Now, Vita, I'm not I'm not labeling you as a complainer, but because you have a valid point. But my response to you would have been and and gosh, I'm pretty sure. You and I had this conversation on Discord the other day, not about the pay packs, but about the event store. I said, don't buy the 1999 premium pack until you're about out of time. That thing has a countdown timer on it. And just in case we get lucky, just in case that Scopely gives us the, the one last thing that we've asked for, don't do that yet. Okay? Or, or if you do, that's fine. Go ahead and buy it. I know a lot of people already bought it. Don't spend it yet. Okay? Don't redeem it yet, because right now it's taken two, and what we're pushing for is to get it to take one. Okay, So all I'm saying to anybody who's listening, you still want to do the grind. You still want to get through there. If you wanted to make sure you didn't miss imminent threat, my opinion was that you wait until there's five hours left in imminent threat, or heck, for that matter, 24 hours, because they're not going to change it. Okay, um, Vita says my problem is not the changing, but the claim, the official claim, and it was official. Okay, it came directly from the developers. The official announcement that an imminent threat was going to be pay to progress only. Okay, uh, I get that. I do, and I do believe it's a pay valid to play point. Played this time, like the mirror missions back in the past, where we where we paid twenty dollars to get the dark mirror and. Nothing is going to happen with that anymore. Uh, it's like feeling dropped. <laughs> yeah. Now we got Borg. They pull the same stunt. And on the last day, they say like, ah, no, we're going to drop that part. Maybe we did not make enough sales. Let's open it up for everyone. Well, um, I, I will say I this. Uh, I disagree on that part. Imminent threat. It was officially said. It should be only for, uh, for people who pay I spent the 20 bucks in order to pay it like I did with the Dark Mirror, and now everyone can do it. I, I mean, it's not being negative, but I think it's unfair. They say something, and then they change their mind in the middle of the event. Well, now listen, in fairness, so you've got, you've got two separate points here, one of which I'm going to agree with you on, and the other of which I'm going to say that kind of is... is Silly. Okay, so the first one, you spent the $20, all right? I agree that you were acting off of information provided officially in the game, and I can see why you feel that that's unfair. Truthfully, let me ask you, if you don't mind, because I, 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 I have two, two sides to this coin, all right? And I bet I know the answer. The pack that you bought was the $20 with the 20,000 board points, and, and you, you got the 20,000 board points. So with that pack... Guys, I'll say this: that pack was not that pack was not overly beautiful. <laughs> you really, the only reason you'd buy that pack was for the twenty thousand uh, twenty thousand board. Yeah, points. because yeah. who needs two star uh, one thousand yeah. roar each? Yeah, that, uh, that or, pack. Uh, I mean, that's useless. That pack was not beautiful. I get that. I understand that completely. Um, yeah, Derblitz says that's being generous to say it wasn't a pretty pack. I get it. So the $20 in your mind, Vita, was spent specifically for one sole purpose, and then they took that one sole purpose away. You've got a valid, you got a valid argument there, okay? But the second argument that you made, all right, is that they shouldn't change stuff halfway through. I disagree. That, 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 that takes the whole hype out of everything that we do here on this show, right? We're pushing Scopely to change. We're pushing Scopely to do something uh, better in the game, and that involves changing stuff. Zula says it. They're listening, okay? They're listening to us. So, I listen, I know that you're not the only one, Vita. 
you're not the only one that fell. Um, I don't even want to say uh, pray, but you're you're not the only one who made that decision. Okay. Now I wish that I had. I wish I had an open mic to the entire game. I re- I wish I did. I I wish that I was able to get out there and tell everybody my opinions because I did, and I told you guys. I said it on the last show. Do not do anything until you know for sure. Okay, and we've got 20. Well, this was a 23 day event and I told you, I told you we've got 23 days. Let's wait until the end. Even on the discords, I said, listen, do not redeem your event store until the very end. Okay, because listen, there is nothing. There is nothing at all that says that Scopely can't come back two weeks from now and change it. All right. It could be two more weeks, guys. We could be fighting this battle for 14 more days. And then finally. Finally, when there's three days left on the event store, they could change it. So heed my words, you guys. Don't spend your event tokens until it's ready to close. I mean, isn't that kind of smart anyway? You never know when they're going to change. You never know when they're going to add a ship or add an officer. All right? You should always pan out your options. Always. Okay? Uh, Vita says the event store is fine. Nothing wrong with the stuff in it. I agree. Okay, but my point is, don't ever take action until the timer's about to run out. Okay, there it is a strategy game, and and I I am not going to sit here and say that Scopely intentionally is trying to uh, steer us down different paths and as a challenge of strategy. Um, I applaud them for making the change. Okay, but I I I guess I'm going to follow that up with there should have been a communication about it. Scopely, and, and I'm just really puzzled as to why there wasn't one. Okay, there really needed to be some type of communication that that it was a change that you made, um, and that you did it on purpose, and that you wanted to based on the feedback of the community. And then, you know what? I feel like it probably wouldn't have been out of line for the people who did buy that pack to give them a gift chest of something. Okay, something. It doesn't need to be anything crazy good. All right. But just, uh, hey, we appreciate you being a payer, by the way. Hey, I know what you do. I know what you do, Scopely. Give them an extra event store token. Give them one extra event store token and say, you know what? Thank you for being an early payer. Thank you for being the people that we count on the most. Thank you for being the people that support our business. Okay. Even though we just nullified your purchase, Here's a little gift from us to say thank you. I think that's all it takes. And if you had done that proactively, Vita's not on here upset and complaining. All right? And neither is anybody else. Now, I don't want to take anything away from it. It was still a good move. It was still an excellent move, and most of the community is happy with it. I cannot tell you the cheers and the joyous laughter that was on the Discord yesterday where people said, oh, my God, I can unlock imminent threat today. And silence. We were even on the official Discord asking the moderators, silence. Hey, moderators, uh, do you know anything about this? No, we sure don't. Silence from Scopely. This goes back to a point that I've made in the very, very beginning, um, that you guys, if you would just communicate a little bit better, we could avoid avoid a lot of confusion. Um, This could have been a huge victory for you. Okay, this could have been a real big win for you. I mean, you listened. You gave the player base what they wanted, and you called it an early day. <laughs> you weren't in the office. You didn't take questions. Uh, so, you know, just a hey, side note, thank you. Appreciate that. Side note is 
we we got to get this communication thing flowing, all right? You're doing good listening to the feedback. Now talk to us a little bit so that we can we can talk back, you know? We can work with you instead of trying to figure it all out afterwards, all right? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about it. I appreciate you guys doing it. Um, we still have a little bit of work to go, right? We still got this event store, and I know it's being tossed around. I know you have not made a decision yet. And I'm going to encourage you to consider uh, consider it. And community, I'm going to tell you right now, avoid. Yes, no one shall. I was going to say a Borg and then avoid, and it came out of Vord. Uh, so make fun of my grammar later. Um, I, I'm going to tell you, community, save your stuff. Save your premium tokens. Don't spend them yet. Do not spend them yet. I did say a Vort. You guys are killing me. <laughs> That's fine. Misty, you don't get to talk there, Mrs. Gene Rudenberry invented Star Trek. Yeah, we're talking to Misty the other day, and she was like, yeah, you know, J- Rudenberry, or what, no, Rodenberry, that's what she said. Gene Rodenberry. Oh, my God, I thought the Discord was going to erupt. Yeah, it was Gene Rodenberry. Gene Rodenberry did it. All right, hey, Daze, hey, Daze hey, says. That's my thing. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Daze says. It's what are, Roddenberry, baby. It is Roddenberry. Thank you, Vita. All right. Hey, so uh, purchase the pack and wait. Yes, Zula, um, if you want to purchase the pack. Me personally, I will wait. Um, I'm going to wait until uh, a little bit closer to the end. Um, but I do. I will tell you right now. I fully, no, I fully 100% plan on buying that pack. Okay, I'm telling you right now, I fully 100%, and guys, I am a free-to-play going through this event, but for the purposes of the event store, okay, I told you, I'm not going to avoid the grind. I'm going to do the grind with you, but for the purposes of the event store, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm buying that pack because I want the event store, okay, and, and maybe, maybe that's what Scopely's counting on. Okay, maybe that's what they want. Maybe they want people spending the twenty dollars to get in the event store. I don't, I, you know, I I understand that. It's we, worth it. We it's have worth it. It is they worth it. I have because I was already so stupid to open them, but <laughs> the stuff I got, yeah, it's uh, nice. So good work on the event store. Sure. I like to pay out. Absolutely. Uh, and As- I have stuff that you mentioned it that they might change it. I'll, yeah. Well, I've something only- up for those that have something like if you change the pack, give us the difference. Well, uh, no, here the the event store, the proposed change that I'm making is something that can't be messed up yet. Okay, for example, my proposition. All right, there's two on the table that I'm aware of. Uh, the first one that I proposed is make it a single pool. Okay, so the payers could do it twice and free to play can do it once. If you've already redeemed them, that's a super easy query and they give you one extra token. So you get your second pull. Easy peasy. The second option on the table is to open a third tab, make the event store that that's there right now a premium or a pay a pay only store. And the normal event store um, so that we can spend our two hundred and twenty five thousand board points. Right, just like Batleth tokens, just like uh, all the other credits and tokens that we've earned in the game, is to actually open an event store where we can spend the Borg points, and I'm okay with that too. All right, um, I do want to say this. All right, and I, and and so because Scopely gave me a response, Scopely told me that they had not yet made a decision on the event store, that it was something that they were considering. All right, but they gave me no indication one way or the other, and I will now tell you why. I'll tell you why they said that we're not sure that we're going to do that, 
all right? Because in their minds, the milestone rewards were the rewards for the players. And I know that we've said that. We've been talking about the event store as a psychological thing. So they told me that, and I argued for a minute, and then I decided to do the math. And here is what I found. Now, Snake Eyes made me uh, a really nice chart that I am going to actually... Snake Eyes, if you've got it, feel free to go ahead and plug that in. Just do the milestone one for the moment, though, if you don't mind. Do just the milestone and copy your chart over, because I also did mine for level 32. So I would invite anybody who's a higher level to throw out some numbers. Okay, Um, Mine, I'm going to give you 32 right now. Okay, Level 32... Uh, this is just, by the way, on the milestones. Just the milestones for Borg Reconnaissance. If you complete all 10 levels, which you can do as a free-to-play, here's what you get. And, guys, after looking at it, it's kind of hard to argue Scopely's point, right? Because here's what you get as a free-to-play as it stands. Right now, nothing changes with the event store. The free-to-plays still get... 82 million steel in token form. 20 million steel in raw form. These, by the way, are level 32, and they do scale by level, ladies and gentlemen. At level 32, 82 million in steel tokens, 20 million raw steel. 19 million in trite tokens, 5 million in raw trite. 2.8 million in dill tokens, and 500,000 dill. Here's where it gets real good. Okay, the resources are real good too, by the way, but get this. 93 uncommon ore. Seven, this is three star, by the way. 93 uncommon ore. 74 uncommon crystal. 58 uncommon gas. Seven rare crystal, seven rare ore, four rare gas, and 10 officer shards for the new board officer, one of 10. Guys. It's hard to argue the point that Scopely made. All right. It's, it, this makes it a harder argument because we said, well, we want the event rewards to be the same, right? Well, their argument is they are based on your ops level. Guys, the <coughs> excuse me. These are pretty daggone good rewards. It's kind of hard to argue that point. And, and honestly, it's kind of silly to me, too. It's kind of silly that I didn't bother to take the time to look into it, right? I, and so I apologize. I apologize to everybody. I apologize to Panic and Gala and Scopely and to you, the community, and to you, the community, for not fully vetting this out before Sunday. Because you know what? These rewards are actually pretty not bad. <laughs> okay, these are pretty not bad. All right. Uh, Scalyback says, I spent, I'm traditionally a free-to-play, I spent, but I'm saving the tokens. They are still unredeemed. So, guys, what Scopely's argument is, is that everybody gets these milestone rewards, which are not bad. Okay, not bad at all. But if you spend the $20, which Vita and I have both already said, and so has Rev Deuce, have both, all, all of us have all said, that $20 pack to get into the event store, totally worth it. All right. Hear me when I say 1,000% indisputable, worth it. Okay. Padawan says, don't forget, these values are for 30 days. You can get 30 uncommon ore crystal gas from the refinery in a good day if you get a good pull. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disputing that. Guess what, Padawan? You can still do that. 
Okay, you can still do that. This event is extra, and no, it wasn't for thirty; it was for twenty-three, and it's only like eighteen more. Okay, we're only—I mean, we only got two weeks left. Okay, so it's still extra. And let's not—if we're going to make that argument, let's not forget that the event store is also going to be one for the entire thirty days too. Okay, it's uh, Der Blitz. Thank you for that. That's the rewards just for Board Recon. That does not include the sub-events. Like today, we got a faction hunt. Well, I actually got it yesterday. Today's day two. Guys, that's one of our favorites. We're getting Buku recruit tokens right now. All right? The milestones of the rewards, Macross says. The optics may stuck. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Macross, you couldn't have said it any better. You couldn't have said it any better, buddy. I couldn't have said it any better if I tried. Scopely? There you go. I'm going to surmise with this. The milestones can be the rewards. I see your argument. I do. I can see why you did what you did with the event store. But Macross has it right. The optics suck. Okay? The optics are terrible. You guys should have made this look a little bit better. I get why you did what you did event-wise and prize-wise and pack-wise. I get it. Okay, I do. And community, I understand. Okay, I understand. But the optics could have been a lot better. Gregor says, everyone just get the pack. We need more out there to raid. Gregor, you're not wrong. If I am here telling you, if somebody came to me right now and said, hey, listen, I've got $50 to spend. What do I spend it on? I say, hang on to 30 and spend 20 on the premium pack right now, today. Don't wait. Okay, buy that pack. Now, don't redeem it just yet. Don't redeem it. Don't redeem it. Don't redeem it. Wait until near the end of the arc to redeem it, okay? Because you never know. Listen, they might still hear us and might decide to be generous, okay? Overly generous. And, and that's a possibility. Listen, just because I'm looking at this other event now doesn't mean I'm not going to still stop fighting for the event store, guys. I believe psychologically the event store should be open to all, okay? It's always been that way, and I'm going to fight for it, okay? So, Scopely, I'm not giving up on you. I still think you should do it. All right, but I do validate your point, okay, and I understand why you did what you did. My bad for not noticing it sooner, guys. The event rewards are pretty daggone good, okay. Um, we don't yet know Snake Eyes exactly about the arcs and the packs and all this stuff. We don't know that yet, but I, I suspect you're right. I suspect you're right. He says uh, there's going to be one $20 purchase per arc available. We don't know that to be fact, but it stands to reason, right? It makes sense. That that looks to be common sense. Gregor, let me ask you, because um, you know I, you and I haven't had a chance to talk on the air for the last couple episodes. How is the whale community looking at this Borg event? And And you and I did talk off the air the other night about a little bit of the general reaction and and i'm inviting you to be candid with me because you gave me a couple of negative points and a couple of positive points and i and i invite you to share them uh all with us what's the whale response to the borg arc one yeah i don't i don't think there's been much of one to be honest not that i see anyways you think pretty quiet on that front all right so the whales are just kind of rolling with it there's no no big complaints is anybody is anybody up there you know flying off the handle because uh someone can spend twenty dollars and get you know more than a hundred dollars worth of a traditional pack is anybody upset just just gala that's the only person i see getting mad what (laughs) (laughs) just making sure you're listening no i don't think so there's always the random guy that like you know wants to step on everybody's throat but honestly i think most people don't care 
Okay. Um, you and I had talked a little bit about um, the content itself, okay? And I know that Scopely has continued to say, even today, so I completed the mission chain today. I know I'm later than everybody else, but I didn't have a chance to do it yesterday. I completed the mission chain today. And, uh, you know, this was something we couldn't talk about on Wednesday because uh, the free-to-plays did not have the mission chain open. But I got to read. And now, listen, I know, like, I even watched no one's video. He just skimmed through it real fast, right? He doesn't even read the story. I read the stories. I kind of like when missions come out because I like to read the story. Gregor, are you that way? Like, do you like to read the story? Yeah, <clears throat> I like to read the story for sure. Yeah. So I, I read the story. I'm sorry I don't read. <laughs> No one's like, it's not my fault I can't read. Uh, Reading's my enemy. <laughs> so let me ask you something, Owen. Why did you not enjoy the story? Because, you know, new missions, that is the content. Okay, so, yeah, I'm, I'm chill with all the new missions, but I don't read for the fact alone is on my server in the day they used to blockade new events, and I had to rush through them to actually finish the event, so I couldn't read the story. If not, I wouldn't be able to finish it at all because they would just hunt <laughs> you until game over. I understand. I understand that. But now you can go back and read. Did you do that? Mm. No. <laughs> no, you didn't. On, <laughs> on the on the content, though, I'll, I'll say this. I felt like, really, we didn't even get the board yet. I mean, No, honestly, the, left, the end left it hanging. This this could have been, this this almost could have been the hype event to the actual events for the Borg. You well, know what I'm saying? Like, I get that. Instead of saying the Borg is here, like, like, and they call it recon and everything. I don't know. It just was like such a flaccid launch of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. You you, know, that's a great word. It's a flaccid launch. Yeah. Um, uh, Vita, go ahead with you your comments. What I, Please. Yeah. What I think is this looks like a twist on the story we had in Enterprise Season 2, Episode 26, when they find those bogs frozen in ice. It's uh, almost like that. Yeah, Vita, listen, I can't even comment on that because you're getting very encyclopedia-ish on me. You know, on subsection B, episode 4, page 17 of the script on paragraph D slash E, comments 1 through B. No, uh, no, you know, <laughs> you, you know Enterprise... Yeah, thanks. You know, no, you know Enterprise with Archer? Yeah, I do, I do, and I remember the episode you're talking about. Um, I, I Honestly, it's been many years since I watched it, so I probably need to go back and watch it again. I... I uh, don't remember the outcome of that particular episode, but Derblitz says you're right. This is the Kelvin timeline, and and Archer and his Enterprise series was in the original timeline. So you know, that, the, listen, first the timeline, the timeline. I know First Contact, and the timeline has been very thoroughly discussed. Gregor, we were on with Misty the other night, and and oh God. she was just going to town arguing timeline, timeline, <laughs> timeline. Uh, listen, the timeline is fluid. These people can do whatever they want. CBS can do whatever they want with this timeline because it's their daggone timeline. Okay? And let no, me tell you. Yes, yes, it is, Misty. <laughs> listen, all I'm going to say is. No. Uh, okay. All I'm going to say is that the timelines are fluid. And, and listen, what's happening right now in Picard, you would expect that to be the original timeline. But I'm here to tell you, the Borg are involved, which means time travel exists. Okay? So it, it can happen. Okay? And no, there's no, no spoilers. Nobody gives spoilers. I'm, I'm not saying spoilers. I'm just simply saying, I'm just simply saying, as we know, listen, it's no secret the Borg are involved. Okay? Um... It's no secret. And where there are where there is Borg, 
there is time travel. Okay, I'm just going to say that, and and we'll let that go. Um, so content-wise, Scopely, we feel maybe that this first arc is a little bit lackluster, but it's also kind of my opinion, after reading the story chain, after reading the mission chain, that this is supposed to be, in the words of Gregor, a somewhat flaccid launch, right? Like, this is supposed to be building up. Like, the entire mission chain was one scientist learning about this cybernetic organism that we have never encountered before. And guys, I want to point out that we have never encountered them before. So the events of first contact, in my opinion, if you want to get real nerdy, all right, the events of first contact don't apply here. Gregor, agree or disagree? Um, sure, I agree. <laughs> All right, listen. If no, I'm agreeing to accelerate the delivery of the new content, that, okay, like, there you go. That's what I want to see. <laughs> let's let's get away from the actual movies and talk about the game, guys. Let's let's try to. I mean, listen. I know that you have a plan. There's a 90 day arc here. We still got two weeks on this one. I I hope um, that it would be possible, and I, and I don't know if it is or not. I hope it would be possible to to ramp this thing up as we get towards the end of the arc okay i i think that an entire month of of previously existing events uh is going to kill your hype just a little bit okay uh, i'd like to see maybe starting this week you know uh, an event with maybe a little bit more board content you know and and i don't know exactly how you do that i'm sure you got a roadmap i'm sure you got a plan but uh there there is I'd say that's probably one of the bigger uh, pieces of feedback that I've gotten content-wise is just uh, the lack thereof, okay? But other than that, I still I still feel like this is leading and building into something that can be pretty cool. And, guys, I, I have peeked into the crystal ball, and I'm here to tell you I do feel like there's – I do feel like – uh, there's a couple of things coming. I don't know what they are, okay? Uh, trust me, I don't know what they are. But I do feel like there is some stuff coming. I, th- I feel like there's some, some juiciness on the horizon. So you guys just uh, just hang out there. Well, any, other, any other? If you're talking about first yeah. contact, what about Zachariah Cochran? Wouldn't he be a great officer to introduce to the game? Uh, I like that. I like that. I mean, we know that uh, Zephram Cochran was in Enterprise. Uh, Zachariah, you're referring to his son. Is that correct? And um, I don't know much about that character, but that would be cool. Scopely, maybe think about that. Uh, Another officer come into the game. Where would you put him? I'd put him in Section 31. <laughs> make him uh, make him a spy. <laughs> that would be interesting, right? Let me say, I'm excited for the Borg. I just want to see Borg in the game. We don't, yeah, like, yeah, listen. That, that, yeah. That's a great summary. You want, you want to fly the cube. Really? Trigger wants to you buy the cube. the cube. Listen, I'll tell you, you right now. Cube. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, Scopely. You can make the event store free for all of us because Gregor's prepared to, uh, to remortgage his home for a Borg cube. Okay, <laughs> I think I think that uh, I think that that uh, is an exaggeration. But nonetheless, I think there's a lot of excitement for the potential that this event has. So I would like to see I'd like to see that continue. Uh, any other last comments on the Borg before we move on to the second portion of our content? We're going to take a quick break. We also have a new game today, guys. Beat the Torpedo is starting, and uh, we're going to make somebody a winner. Uh, Days says they want to introduce Wesley Crusher as an officer. The problem is he wouldn't have any skills. <laughs> It's <laughs> so true. <laughs> he was a terrible character. Actually, they could have done more with that character, I feel, but possibly. He was underdeveloped. But yeah, that a terrible character, I think. Um, That's what she's... <laughs> there you go. He's um, Baby Traveler now. What are you talking about? Yeah. He's awesome. 
Yeah, that's right. He is. Uh, that's right. He is uh, like a, a space cowboy now, isn't he? So to speak. Uh, all right, guys, let's do this. Let's take a very quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to do a little bit of education because, as I mentioned before, Scopely has asked me to talk to you a little bit about some of the more core concepts in the game, and they've given me some resources to talk to you about. We're going to do that very quickly when we come back. This is Talking Trek, and my name is Ultimate DJs. We are Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Green Castle Microwavable Hamburgers. We don't use any preservatives, and Brother Does It Show. Send Fred Casey to play in on Sunday. The big game's down in Miami. Tons of beer and there's a half a billion wings. Whole country's watching TV. When they show commercials, know that the commercials, they're packed with lots of former stars, and cartoons and dogs and really strange visions, like monkeys driving brand new cars. Let's say we start the Super Bowl and get eaten, while the whole country is live tweeting, and the Patriots won't be there cheating. So let's start the Super Bowl, start the Super Bowl and get eaten. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know what Der Blitz says? That that is a very uh, obscure Huey Lewis and the News callback. I kind of dig it, so I decided to come back with it. <laughs> New, York, New York is everything they say. Come on, who doesn't love Huey Lewis and the News, right? Yeah, I like it. Hey, uh, is Gala still in here? Day, uh, day, OG Gala. Oh, there you are. Sorry, I had your mic turned down. Yes, I am. Yeah. Hey, do you know Huey Lewis in the news? No. No. Oh, God. DJ, we are Europeans. We don't care about Jerry Lewis. Uh, it's Huey Lewis, you dope. Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jerry Lewis. Uh, Jerry Lewis played. He played in the NBA, right? Jerry Lewis. Wasn't he a basketball star? I Did think. He do things like taking care of business or something like that. Uh, taking care of business. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. He also did the entire soundtrack. Jerry Lewis was a comedian. Thank you, Macross. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, no. Huey Lewis did the soundtrack to the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, the power of love. You guys remember that one? Yeah. I love Huey Lewis. People make fun of it, but you know, whatever. Hold on. Here he comes. Yeah. They say the Oh, hold on, Gala. Gala, you mean to tell me you've never watched Back to the Future? No, no, I did. I just don't like the Oh, movie. yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, golly. I was getting ready to get really worried there for a second about French culture. How, let, let, me yeah, ask, no. let me ask you, Gala, because, uh, you know, you have uh, talked frequently about your, your French background. When did you go over to Spain? Like, when did you go to Barcelona? Have you lived in France all your life? Have you traveled the world? Well, tell us a little bit about, about Gala. I traveled the world. I, I actually moved to England first, and I lived there for five years, and I moved to Ireland, 
then I move a bit in Japan, then I move a bit in Portugal, then I move a bit in Germany, and now I'm in Spain. So wow, that is so cool. Can you do you speak fluently in all these languages? No, I speak only French and English, and I get by in Spanish. But no, I don't speak fluently. Ooh, can you say something? Uh, can you say something in Spanish? Let's see if it's as good as your French accent. No, I can't. I know. I would make a fool of myself, so no. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Gregor says, uh, me, Gala, American cheese, and a Back to the Future uh, Back to the Future movie marathon. I can barely read that without laughing. That's really, really funny. American cheese? No, American cheese, though. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. yes. No, no, no. No. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Does that French depend that comes in a can? French cheese? What is French cheese? Oh, and the other cheese that you American people don't have that we <laughs> created because the French are the best at the f- cheese creation. Is Gouda is Gouda cheese French? No, no, no. Oh, that's, that, Dutch. Like that's Dutch. Dutch. That's it's Dutch. Dutch. Hey, where does Swiss oh, cheese come from? I'm kidding. That was a joke. Actually, it may not be because I really don't know. Swiss cheese is not really Swiss. <laughs> wow. Swiss, <laughs> Swiss cheese is not really Swiss, is it? Didn't come from Switzerland, did it? Or maybe it did. Yeah, that's what I thought, Derblitz. Thank you. Yeah. Did you guys create French fries? No, it's the Belge people who, invite, who invented it. But then we stole it from them. And then we pretend it ours. All right. Very good. Very good. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's stop talking about cheeses. Oh, now that you know what? No one for some reason. I am not at all surprised by that. He posed a picture of easy cheese, the, the like the squeezed cheese out of a can. And it says that that's his kind of a cheese. I am not. You know, I'm not even surprised by that. Like, I would imagine right now. You're sitting there in your sweaty, sweat-stained whitey tidies in a beer, and, and sitting back in your chair drinking a natty light. Uh, no, and putting cheese on a on a wow. Nabisco cracker right now. Hold on, no, listen, hold on. He's got he's got a two liter of Mountain Dew off to his side right now. Okay, oh, uh, <laughs> I hate Mountain Dew. <laughs> he's drinking a two liter of Mountain Dew right now. Am I uh, seeing my? Never mind. I don't want to go there. Days, you're right. We got off topic. Let's 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 rein it back in here, guys. Welcome back uh, from break. My name is Ultimate DJs, and if you couldn't tell by the last three minutes, this is an official podcast for a video game. So, uh, Scopely, I just want you to know we are representing you well. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it doing it right. Uh, the next ship in the game should be the USS String Cheese. I like it. Very good. Oh, there we go. Okay, Captain Shady, uh, French. I'm not going to say this right. French ra- La raclette. Raclette. Yes. Is that no, a good cheese? No, raclette. Raclette. Ra- that's, oh, that's, that's, that's not authentic raclette. because. Oh, that's not authentic because it's pound cut. It says it to be like. It says it's a product cut. of France. All right, it's pound cut because it was cut here in the states. But they probably brought over like a full cow-sized yeah. block of cheese. Right. That's how they sell it. Cow sizes. They just skin the cow, and there's a whole thing of cheese that comes. <laughs> and it comes over here, and then we cut it in the grocery stores. You know what? Uh, okay, now, all seriousness, I'm going to say this, and then we'll get back on topic. Gala, I have heard, because I've never been. I've never been to France. I've, I do want to go. I think uh, it sounds like a very elegant place to be, and I, and I think that you know they, they have captured the title of the world's most romantic uh, country or the most romantic city, so I'd like to go there. I think that would be really cool, but... Um, I actually heard that uh, kind of like Italy, right? You guys don't have like major grocery stores. 
like like Walmart and no, stuff like that, don't. right? Yeah, you guys have like fresh yeah. markets, right? You guys don't buy canned stuff. You guys aren't buying processed foods nearly at the rate of Americans, right? You guys have fresh markets. Is that right? Yeah, we do. I mean, we have Carrefour and stuff like that, but it's not as big as Target when I went to America. Like, it's nothing like that. So, like, do you have to, like, cook fresh every single day? Like, you can't just, like, go pop in some chicken nuggets from the freezer? No, not every day. Like, we, we have ready meals that you can put in the oven and stuff like that. But, yeah, a lot of people in the what? do. In the what? Actually, in the oven. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, what did you... Nothing, <laughs> nothing, you nothing, nothing. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Listen, I have favorite words of yours. When I hear you say a word, I just kind of I kind of lean in on it. So, like, <laughs> I like I joked earlier when we were on uh, on Rev's channel, I like the way you say ultimate DJs. Can you do that for me real quick? She's not going to. But DJs. Oh, she got cut off. She got, will you do it again? Because I didn't hear you. Oh, <laughs> intimate DJ. Oh, I like it. I like it. I just got a little She's bit. She's too quick at saying it. She needs to slow it down. I got, yeah. Can you, can you draw that out? Can you draw it out with like a French accent? Oh, my God. <laughs> can we move on? We can. All right. Got <laughs> All right. Guys, I want to do a call out real quick. add a twirl to it as well? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Add, listen, add a little bit of a country twang to it, but with a French accent. And that would be amazingly awesome. Uh, no, listen, guys, I do want to do this. Um, I would like to call out my good friend. Friend and in-game consultant, Mr. Captain Bull. Is Captain Bull with us here today? Uh, I am. Hey, Bull, what's going on? So let me give you guys a brief introduction of Mr. Bull. Mr. Bull and I, uh, he was on my leadership team when we were in UKA. We played together very many, 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 uh, many months. And he became, and, and I don't even know, can you explain, Bull, what was it that drew you to the mathematical part of this? Like, you became... You became an officer expert. I mean, we referred to you as the the and and I think you have earned now kind of on server fifteen. You are the server fifteen officer expert. I know that that Gregor has the other Gregor, right? We've got a couple of these officer experts in the game, but you are ours. Um, tell me what drew to you drew you to that part of it. What what? How did you start? What could you see when you started breaking down these officers? Well, you know, basically I kept getting uh, blown up and was curious why. So everyone kept saying battle triangle, you know, combat triangle. But why does that work? So then I started looking at the breakdown of the stats to figure out why a battleship should be an explorer. Why you don't want to go against that. And then start looking at the officers to how to compensate for the ships themselves. So, and and I don't want to take this away, Derblitz. You said, ha, huh, I kind of always thought that was Rugged Knight. Listen, Rugged Knight was, is very, very good. He is very, very good. Bull, um, I think, is has shared a lot of that. At least, you know, I didn't have as much access to Rugged Knight as I would have to Bull. Um, but listen, Bull teaches a lot, too. Like, I see him in Galaxy Chat answering questions. So I'm not taking anything away from Rugged. I think Rugged is incredibly incredibly officer smart as well the, listen there's a couple right and we were talking off the air bull um you may have uh, caught this part of the conversation i'm going to give a real quick shout out to a warring faction uh ah chu of the athenians he's another really good officer guy so we've got a couple of them um but but officers are a, a weird thing and you brought it up you said uh battle triangle why does it work how does it work? Because, guys, I'm here to tell you, it's not just a built-in percentage, okay? It's not just 
battleships do better on explorers because they have different symbols. Bull, can you tell us a little bit about what you have discovered? Tell us a little bit about the battle triangle. So if you look at a breakdown of the stats, you know, every ship has uh, attack, every ship has defense, but their stats are heavier in a certain area. So battleships have a heavier armor for their defense, and they have heavier shield piercing for their attack. Well, explorers have a heavier shield deflection, so battleships having a shield piercing makes sense. Battleships go against explorers, but battleships are defending with armor, whereas interceptors have armor piercing. You know what? And and I think uh, as we're talking about this, I'm kind of a visual guy, right? And I, and you even explained this to me earlier, and I struggled. So I took the time to dig in our Discord. And do you care if I put this in the graphics room? Because, it, listen, it's very proprietary. You spent a ton of time on this. So if you'd rather me not. But I've got your Captain Bull slide from six or seven or eight months ago from our Discord uh, regarding the combat triangle. Would you care if I shared that? No, go ahead and throw it up. All right, let's 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 do this. And you guys look at this in the graphics room because this will probably even allow Bull to, to explain this a little bit easier. Guys, it's in the combat, or in the combat, it's in the graphics room right now. Captain Bull made this. And by the way, it's super cool because he makes a lot of these. <laughs> he makes a lot of these types of slides. But this is the one that I pulled today because I wanted to talk, uh, and this has, has helped me a lot. So as you're talking, for example, Bull, you said uh, using a battleship for an example uh, over an explorer, that the primary defense, all right, and you guys read over here on the left. In green, you see the primary defense. In red, you see how the other ship mitigates that defense or how it tries to overcome, how it tries to uh, overcompensate, so to speak. And that, right, uh, Bull, is where the triangle comes from. Can you explain this graphic a little bit? Uh, basically, on the graphic, I just annotated in green, like you said, what each ship uses in its defensive area where the stats are higher. And then the red is in the attack area where the stats are bad. Okay, so for example, uh, a battleship, any battleship, right, their primary defense is armor. So you're saying that, that armor or health, right, or hull is where that ship has its primary stats. That's where it's got the beefiest area, right? Um, and for example, it's... Well, the, go ahead. The, the health is kind of a separate area. That's where you get into your blue line shield and your white hull uh, area. This is... It, and it gets really confusing with the shield on the Explorer because it's not the ship's shield. It's a mitigation ability. So these are not necessarily like shields and hull that we see in-game. These are This is in-depth the battle triangle and how these ships are doing mitigation. Like if you look in a battle log, you know, so much uh, was mitigated, so much went to shield, so much went to hull. You're saying that this formula, that these abilities, this is what's feeding that triangle, right? Exactly. So, uh, guys, then let, let's talk about this. Battleships, uh, their primary weapon or their, their advantage is a shield-piercing ability. Explorers' primary defense is shield. So if you're using a battleship, and Bull, help me out if I, if I say something wrong, if you're using a, a battleship and you're going after explorers, you're going to get that natural kind of ability. But if you really want to enhance that, then you're going to try to find officers that enhance shield piercing or uh, I guess that type of that type of attack does does this have to do with attack like let, let's say I get an officer that says hey 200% of health goes to 
uh, attack. Is that what I'm looking for here? Or am I looking for something more specific, Bull? It'd be more specific. It would go to a specific thing like shield piercing or accuracy. You uh, were giving props to a shoe earlier. Uh, he was killing your Sally, which primarily uses its dodge uh, to mitigate damage. And I think the crew he was using had high accuracy. Uh, I think he had Kane, which is a percentage of the sh- crew's uh, attack goes towards increasing the accuracy of the ship it's on, which would let it mitigate the dodge of the interceptor. So, okay, so he was stacking his abilities like they should be on an explorer. Is that what you're saying? That's why he was able to take my Sally heads up is because he was using explorer-type abilities against my my Sally? Exactly. He was doing that, and I think he also had Mara, which actually reduces your dodge. So he's increasing his ability to mitigate you by affecting your stats and his stats. So by using an Explorer crew on an Interceptor, that's why our Sally's heads up while I was losing. Now, if if another Explorer came... Uh, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. If an Explorer came at him, okay, and let's use the Centurion for an example. Now, we know, really truthfully, we know that the Centurion is mildly underpowered as compared to the Sally, but let's say, I mean, you've got the Battle Triangle. Let's say you have a good Explorer with a good crew. Um, Is that going to have an advantage over that Explorer crew on an Interceptor, or or is it still going to work within the Triangle? An Explorer already has those stats padded so it starts off better and some officers will base their abilities on the ship's ability so take a look at your rare uhura her accuracy is actually a percentage of the ship's ability so to do the maximum amount of damage she needs to be on an explorer because that's where you'll find the maximum accuracy whereas kane uh uses a percentage of your crew so that's where you have to stack the lower decks with that higher stat so there are there is officers out there that are using the ship abilities. Can you throw another example, maybe one or two more officers that we should look at that feed off the ship itself and not necessarily the rest of the crew? Yeah, Javade is a, or however you want to pronounce his name, the Romulan uh, is a great example of that because his captain's ability increases shield piercing uh, based on the ship. So you want him on a battleship, preferably going against an explorer. As a captain. Now, Javed is a green officer, right? Yes, he is. So, you know, I've seen him before, and it it always makes me chuckle uh, because it made me chuckle. Now I know that these guys are smarter than me. (laughs) I've seen him in the captain's seat before on Bordas. All right. Or on uh, Intrepid's even. And it always puzzled me because here's a green uncommon officer, guys, that people are using in their captain's chair of a battleship. And you're saying it's because he's a natural enhancer of that ship going against explorers. He's taking an advantage that the battleship already has and he's making it 10 times or, well, five times or whatever. He's 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 making it exponentially more potent. Is that what you're saying? I am, and while he would do best against explorers, it's important to remember that all the ship types have shield deflection, not just explorers. Explorers just have it stacked more. So he's still impacting every ship he attacks, just more so with explorers. So guys, uh, you know, listen, this graphic is is super, super helpful. Uh, You could spend five minutes and read this graphic 
and learn something more about the game than, than you've ever known before uh, regarding officers. And I would recommend that you kind of go through and now that you know a little bit more what you're looking for, take a few minutes and look at your officers in different ways, okay? That image is in the graphics room for you guys to go uh, do that. Moose, by the way, says, hi, Bull, my hero. Um, the Snipes says this is where Kang, Charvenik, and Marcus come in and negates the battle triangle. So, Bull, I don't know. I don't mean to put you on the spot. Uh, and Snipes, I don't know if you're in voice, but can you explain why you would feel like that negates the battle triangle? Or Bull, if you're familiar with that combination. Kang, Charvenik, and Marcus, how does it negate the battle triangle? All those officers uh, have a percentage ability that goes against some mitigation technique. So Kang has accuracy to you know, go against an interceptor. Uh, Char has armor piercing, I believe. Uh, so you'd increase your effectiveness against a battleship. And Marcus is a shield piercing, so he's mitigating the deflection, shield deflection. All right. Chala says uh, he threw up a screen grab here of a Zetber from the Klingon Patriots and her uh, officer ability that he's writing about here. And it says every time the ship hits with a weapon, a Zetber increases the armor piercing of the ship by 20%. So would this be an officer, for example, that you would want? Uh, let's see, officer, uh, let's see, armor piercing. So that means that we would want that on an interceptor? You'd want to use that against a battleship. You wouldn't necessarily need to have it on an interceptor. But we'd want okay. So we want to use that if we're trying to enhance the abilities that would kill an interceptor. Gala says good night. Two o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, very very late. So have a wonderful night. Thank you for being here. Appreciate that. Uh, Mediocre says a Zetbur would be really big on explorers. Um, I guess if you're trying to go against battleships, mediocre is that what you're saying? Um, Karkin says, I use uh, I use him on my Kumari. Who are you referring to? Are you referring to a Zetbur? Because I think that's a her, isn't it? Javade. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, Gregor says, accuracy is a stronger ability than dodge in general. So those stats are going to have a natural ability anyway. Uh, Snake Eyes says, rule of thumb, stack your lower decks for stats, but your bridge crew for abilities. Ship power is deceptive. Bull, uh, talk to me a little bit about the lower deck. What is important on what ship, and how do you balance this out so that you can try to keep the maximum uh, officer bonuses? I mean, always try to get to your 300% to get all your crew bonuses to max. That's going to increase your overall performance. But then beyond stacking those up to 300%, you want to look at the officers you have on your bridge and see if any of them run off a particular stat. I use Admiral Marcus on my Saladin quite a bit uh, because he helps me go against Triangle against Explorers, and there are a lot of Explorers out there. And he happens to run off of Defense, which is the same thing that my Spock build runs off of. So I think on the Saladin, you have to get the bonuses up to about 4,100 to get all 300%. Uh, Beyond that, I think I have my Defense stacked up to about 11,000, so I'm maximizing Spock's shield and uh, Admiral Marcus's shield piercing. Wow, okay, and you're using that against Explorers, you said, which is actually against the triangle, right? Yeah, because they have the... uh, Since, you know, that's the primary 
ship that they're going to try to kill my Saladin with. I'm trying to mitigate the Explorer's abilities by killing its shield deflection. Okay. So, guys, I guess the point of this and, and what uh, we wanted to kind of tie in as the second part of this segment here today was that, that the battle triangle is a real thing. It's a natural ability. Uh, someone said it earlier. It's a rock, paper, scissors kind of ability. Okay. That is natural within the game, but there are ways to go against it. There are ways to, um, to enhance, to either use it or not use it, right, Bull? I mean, you can you can be just as effective against the triangle, is what you're saying. Properly crewed, you can overcome the triangle and still be victorious in PvP. Yeah, you're starting off at a disadvantage, but you can overcome it. All right, guys. So, listen, Captain Bull is in our Discord. He is in the Talking Trek chat room, and uh, he is very, very good. I would like to, to one day, Bull, get you with a couple of these other server officer guys and see <laughs> and see what kind of weird combinations you guys could come up with. Guys, uh, this is one of the reasons, this triangle-type ability and these abilities from captains, maneuvers, and officer abilities, this is why... All right, and I'll invite you to comment here as we get ready to wrap up, Bull. But this is why Pike and Moreau is such a potent combo. They work together, and I'm assuming that their abilities complement each other. Is that right, Bull? Why are they so lethal in PvE? So Pike and Bones kind of have the same captain's ability, but Moreau's ability really mitigates triangle. She really helps you go against triangle if you need to. And since she has synergy with Pike, that gets supercharged. Then you throw in another damage reducer like Talon or Chen, and that ability gets supercharged as well. And synergy, you had mentioned, and, and and again, listen, guys, a lot of this conversation is for younger or newer players in the game. I know, listen, you can be a level 32 like me and still get educated on the battle triangle, okay? It can still happen, and there are people right now, listen, in their upper 20s and low 30s in the game asking questions in the chat room right now. So don't feel embarrassed that you don't know how the battle triangle works because until I started reading about it today, I mean, I knew that there was an ability, but I was in the discords asking why is it an ability? What is the thing? And then I look at this thing that Bull sent to me eight months ago that I either didn't read or don't remember reading or, or didn't store it. And I'm like, my God, I really probably could have done a whole lot better. Okay, so guys, uh, for newer players listening to the podcast, you need to check this out and you need to ping this guy's brain and you need to come in to our Discord and take a look at the graphics room because that slide is there now and you'll have an opportunity to look at it and maybe at least uh, start to give yourself a little bit of edge and start to understand how the battle triangle works. Uh, and Bull, just in wrapping up. Hey, Captain Bull. Yeah, Misty, what do you got? Is it okay if I message you? Because I have some questions about that. Yeah, I mean, it's flat rate of 99 cents an hour. <laughs> that's it? 99 cents an hour? Uh, that's a that's a pretty daggone good you're, rate. You're kind of expensive, He types slow. <laughs> he, ty- he types slow on purpose, yeah. So, uh, you guys, listen, yeah, Snipes, he says 99 cents an hour. I mean, that's pretty daggone good. I'd pay that. Um, <laughs> Snipes says he'll we do it We do a lot of free. volume. <laughs> so, guys, uh, definitely, you know, uh, listen, the server, we, we've talked about this before. The, the Discord server is for the community. This podcast is for the community, and I believe that this game 
is one of the more community oriented uh, oriented games that I've ever played. And I think that um, this is cool when we get players together who are willing to share their knowledge and share their expertise because Bull knows officers. He does. Okay. And he knows ships and he knows ability and he knows crews. So I think that you guys should uh, uh, be able to take advantage of some of that and, and hopefully uh, he'll, he'll be able to share some of that with you. Um, Chala says, really annoying trying to get these independent credits. Yeah, I, I think that we're going to see some changes with that coming soon, Chala. So uh, don't don't get too awful upset about it. I think we got some changes coming soon regarding the independent credits. Bull, any last comments that you would like to make uh, or anything that I may have missed that you want to make sure is out there or you just want to kind of hang out on the discords, man? I would throw out there that the uh, survey vessels are outside of the triangle because their stats are all even for – Everything that's in the triangle, uh, shield piercing, uh, accuracy, all that stuff, all those stats are even. That keeps them outside of the triangle. So since Moreau decreases everything evenly across the triangle, killing traders for your PvE is a great idea if you have a Pike Moreau setup. So that, that makes that combination even more lethal because there's no disadvantage that they have to overcome first, right? Now, she is decreasing all their stats evenly. Wow, there you guys go. So uh, that's why. Listen, we've talked about it. We know that Pike and Moreau is a great PVE combination. Now you know why. Captain Bull, uh, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you being here. Captain Bull's from Server 15 and on our Discord, and you are more than welcome to send him a message along with a uh, PayPal donation of 99 cents per hour prepaid up front. Uh, <laughs> Bull, thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate you. Guys, we're going to take a very quick break, and when we return, we have have a brand new game it's time beat the torpedo is here we're going to wrap up the show and get ready to give away i'm pretty super excited we're going to give away up to 1000 uncommon here tonight you heard me up to 1000 uncommon here tonight and uh, we're going to start to qualify people for the three ship giveaway beat the torpedo is on its way my name is ultimate djs this is talking trek star trek fleet command's official podcast don't go anywhere this program is made possible in part by a grant from gall state insurance you won't believe the premiums we've got the nerve to charge are you having a hard time falling asleep at night i had the same problem until i got impeachment the president sometimes relies on a theory of absolute immunity that says that he can order anybody in the executive branch not to testify to the house or the senate impeachment is a 12-hour dose of boring legalese that knock patients out during clinical trials faster than you can say quid pro quo that's not a fair trial it's a mockery of a trial nine out of ten doctors recommend impeachment and as for the 10th doctor? He's a sleazebag. Everybody knows that. So don't stay up all night tossing and turning. Get impeachment and get under the covers. Warning. Impeachment may have the opposite effect and keep you up all night if you're Donald Trump. Symptoms include unhinged Twitter rants. Cap. <laughs> that's right. That's hard. Barracuda, welcome into the show. 
dazed. All right. He says, why do we always have to bring in politics? I come here to get away from that. Listen, we're not we're not bringing in politics. I mean, not really. We're not choosing sides. We're making fun of everybody equally. <laughs> we're making fun of all of them equally. They're all a bunch of morons over there in Washington. <laughs> and, uh, and listen, the whole world knows it. Yeah, Barracuda. Welcome in. Misty says amen to that. Uh, Vita liking Beavis and Butthead are rocking out. Yeah. Barracuda. Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek. And, uh, guys, we are about ready to wrap up the show. we got about 10 minutes left. So I uh, would like to uh, very quickly just uh, say hey to you guys real quick and wrap up with a couple of promotions. Uh, February 12th, Panic will be here. Uh, the questions for Panic Room is still open. You guys can make your questions in there. There is a five-minute cooldown. It's designed not for conversation. So post your questions in there. And we will make sure that those are uh, tabulated and we'll get to the uh, the ones that we have time to ask uh, of Panic. He's going to be here for about 30 minutes on February 12th, and we can ask as many questions as we can get in uh, in that time frame there. Durst says, who do you think you are? I am... Uh, what are you talking about, Dirk? <laughs> I am Ultimate DJs, and I reign supreme here. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, anyhow, uh, we got a lot of stuff to uh, to promote here, so that's happening. Down in the episode description, you can go down and read the, um, the episode description along with some other links, right? We've got the Amazon support link. Uh, that is a link that you can use to uh, support the show just by doing your normal everyday shopping on Amazon. There's also a PayPal link there if you want to use that, but there's also an email address and a Discord link if you are uh, listening uh, from the podcast, maybe from a different link or you're subscribed and you want to come join the Discord, you're going to want to do that, right? Because our Beat the Torpedo game begins today. And there's two ways you can qualify, all right? So let, let's just go ahead and talk about this. The grand prize, the grand prize is a free ship, right? A free ship. All the BPs needed for a 26, a 28, or a level 32 ship, we're giving those away, all right? And the official rules are posted up in the announcements room, uh, so that is available for you to look at. There's two different ways to qualify, and uh, we're going to do one that's listen to win, which is for those of you who are in the room right now, you'll have a chance to not only get qualified for the ships, but you can also win up to a 1,000 three-star in common as well, okay? And a 1,000, listen, three-star in common does not become un useful until about level 38 or 39 so uh if we get somebody playing that's a 38 or 39 or higher i'll come up with something special for you but uh in the meantime for the majority of the galaxy we're going to be awarding three star uncommon resources up to a thousand today and we're going to make a winner today all right uh with some uncommon also the other way to qualify is to uh, just simply be in the Discord, all right? And so when we get off the air uh, a little bit later, and I might even do this first thing in the morning, uh, is I'm going to generate seven qualifiers, and we're going to notify them on Discord. They will have 24 hours to respond to my private message. And if they do, then they are going to automatically be entered for the ships. It's that easy. You guys don't even have to listen. You don't have to listen live. You can just be on the Discord, respond to the PM within 24 hours, and you're going to be qualified for the ships. But now if you want win the uncommon you do need to try to be here for a live taping all right try to do that 
Um, there was a suggestion at some point to try to make uh, some type of uh, uncommon giveaway for off the air, and, and we're, we're going to do that, right? We did something bigger for off the air. We're doing the, the ship BPs thing, right? But we'll, we'll try to do some smaller stuff uh, a little bit later. Uh, also, finally, and uh, Snake Eyes, if, if there's anything else, I know we've got, uh, we said Panics will be here on the 12th, which means Suck Ups is going on until that time. Uh, make sure that you're still sending in your love letters to Panic, your sarcastic and fun love letters. I've gotten a couple of creepy ones. You guys are you guys are creepy. <laughs> there's a couple of them that were like, eek. Um, so anyway, make sure to send those in. The email address is talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com. Talkingtrekstfc at gmail.com, where you can email your uh, you can email your um, love letters to panic winners uh, must be present their blitz not necessarily not for the ships okay uh, and not for suck-ups but for the thousand uncommon we're going to give away tonight then that is uh, that's what's going to happen snake guys do we have anything else to promote or are we good to go there buddy I think that may be about it. And if that is the case, uh, then we'll open the floor for just one or two minutes. A baby Bronco. A baby Bronco will not be awarded on this show. (laughs) Uh, Gregor uh, sent me a message. He had to step away for a minute, so that's why he's probably not commenting on that. I bet he, listen, he would buy buy every chance he could at winning a baby Bronco. He asks me about it every time we talk. So uh, that that can potentially come. Do what? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you, Misty. Wheels, baby Can you make it a Hot Wheels baby Bronco? A hot Wheels. Uh, listen, they're probably already being made. That's probably already a thing. All right, Snake Eyes Let's says... See. Where's your wish for uh, Baby Yodas? Yeah, listen. Uh, oh, I pre-ordered a Baby Yoda. I get it in March. Yeah, I thought she wanted like 10K of them. What? Yeah, she I tried... Yeah. 10,000 baby She Yodas. asked me to buy her... 10k of baby yodas <laughs> all right listen uh we'll totally we'll get to the baby yoda thing uh a little bit later maybe we'll give away uh, some actual product like that maybe i'll give away a baby yoda at some point but right now i'm giving away other people's stuff uh, i'm giving away stuff from scopely and uh, we're gonna do that right now mr snake eyes a number is forthcoming let's do this <laughs> All right, brand spanking new, a new game. That's right, Forks, it's game time. Number lucky, number 13, is starting off our Beat the Torpedo event. So uh, let's see, Herky the Hawk, server 29, is our qualifier, our first live qualifier for Beat the Torpedo. Is Herky the Hawk listening? Is Herky the Hawk able to be on voice? Herky the Hawk is here. He's on text. Are you are you able to play? Okay, he says he wants to play on text. So here's how this is going to work. This is a new list. Snake Eyes says everyone is eligible. New game, new list. Nobody is disqualified as of right now. So Herky, here's how this is going to work. I hope this goes off well because you're my brand spanking first listener. You're the brand new one for a brand new game, all right? Here's how this is going to work. Beat the Torpedo Live is going to give you an opportunity to win up to 1,000 three-star uncommon. You can break it down however you want. All right? You can choose 200 crystal, 500 gas, or whatever. You can break it down however you want. But here's the kicker. All right? You're not guaranteed a full 1,000. All right? You're uh, you're not guaranteed a full 1,000. Here, this is going to work. There's five torpedo tubes. Each torpedo tube is loaded with a preset number of uncommon materials. 
We're going to start at a low number and work our way up by reading random amounts in an increasing order. You guys may even have heard this on the radio before. All right, so for example, I'm going to say and start reading up 14, 22, 700. They'll be better than that. All right, but that's how that's going to happen. If I reach the maximum payout for that torpedo and the torpedo explodes, then you win nothing. You'll win nothing. But as the as the amounts get higher, you can stop me anytime by saying stop or typing stop, and you'll win the last amount that I read out loud. Okay? This is this is a little bit more involved, but I think I think it can be a lot of fun. Alright? So there's five torpedo tubes. You do get your choice of uncommon, Sinclair. There's five torpedo tubes. Each one is preloaded with a number varying from 100 to 1,000. 100 to 1,000. If you hear me say the word 1,000, you still got to say stop. You still have to say stop. All right? If it gets to 1,000, you still say stop because it can still blow up. All right, Herky the Hawk. Listen, I'm doing this for the first time with you, too, so I hope I don't screw it up. <laughs> so let's uh, let's see if we can figure out how we're going to actually do this. No, I don't want to do a test run because I already sent the torpedo numbers in. There's complete transparency on this game. I told Panic, as a control, I was going to be sending him all five torpedo amounts before the show. So it's already sent to his email. We can't test run it. We only get one shot. <laughs> We get one try. All right. Herky the Hawk, you've got five torpedo tubes in front of you. Which torpedo tube do you want to choose? It's like deal or no deal where you pick your case. It's the beta test. (laughs) Each torpedo has a set amount starting from zero, Sinclair. Okay, they're starting from zero. All right, but they're guaranteed to have at least 100, and one of them will have 1,000. So pick a number, one through five, Herky. That's going to be your torpedo tube number. And I already have the amounts designated. <laughs> Derblitz. All right, he's going with torpedo number four. So let's open up the envelope. All right. Torpedo number four. All right. There we go. All right. I've got an amount. Herky the Hawk. Are you ready to play Beat the Torpedo? (laughs) I hope I don't screw this up. All right, here we go. Herky the Hawk, your torpedo tube has been loaded. All you do is say the word stop if you get to an amount that you want me to stop at. If you say stop and the torpedo has not exploded, you win the last amount that I read. If the torpedo explodes, you win nothing. No matter what, you are qualified for the three ships. Are you ready to play? <laughs> Let's see what happens. All right. Where is... I'm, I even made a little... Oh, where is it? I can't find it now. Hold on. I got to find my little sound effect. on it. See? Beta testing, right? <laughs> beta testing. All right. There we go. All right. Here we go. Sorry, Loot. Oh, hi, Loot. Welcome. Yeah, beta, you guys. All right, here we go. We're going to start. Herky the Hawk, here's your chance to win. 100. 140. 180. 
260, 340, 350, 610. Herky the Hawk says 610. He said stop, ladies and gentlemen. 610 uncommon for Herky the Hawk. That is a fantastic, fantastic prize. 610. Herky the Hawk, congratulations. That was 2-4. Now, Snake Eyes, here's what's going to happen. Every game's going to be different, right? We're going to reload 2-4, and next time someone will still get to choose 1 through 5. All right, there's only one tube that's going to have 1,000 in it every single time we go along. All right, yeah, no scaly back. I'm going to reset them every single time. <laughs> I'm going to reset them every single time. That way you've got you got a chance to win 1,000 every single time. I will, uh, I will not tell you. <laughs> I know that some, everyone's already asking how many was actually in it. I'm not going to tell you. Not going to tell you. But I will tell you that Herky Hawk just won 610. You really want to know? I'll let Herky Hawk decide. Herky Hawk, do you want to know? <laughs> he stopped at 610. I'll, I'll keep going if you want to. If you want to keep going, I'll let the file finish playing. All right, let's do it. We'll let the file finish playing. 610. 640. 710. 760. 780. <laughs> all right, there you go. 780 was the actual number. So I think you did all right, Herky Hawk. I think you did good. You got 610 out of a possible 780. Not too awful shabby. I think that's pretty well done. Beat the Torpedo. That's the game, ladies and gentlemen. And that's our show. That's right, Matt Dog. It's free. I'd love to win that, Sinclair says. Not too bad. You got. He's already doing the math. He won 78% of the potential prize. <laughs> Herky Hawk, I appreciate you, buddy. Listen, I do need you to PM me, okay? Send me your player ID and how you would like your 610 three-star uncommon resources to be broken down all right so send me your player id and how you want it broken down and i will be happy to award your prize it could take a couple of days okay could take a couple of days because panic is out of the office for the remainder of the week <laughs> he's gone thursday friday saturday and sunday so it'll be at least monday before i'm able to get this back to you guys my name is ultimate djs thank you so much for being here wonderful show wonderful show hope you guys had a good one it was a good Wednesday night. I'll get the show recorded. We'll get it online. And I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Herky Hawk says, ah, that was a lot of fun. Hey, Herky, it's not just the uncommon. You're qualified to win one of three ships. All right. So uh, I, did, I meant to ask, Herky, what's your ops level right now? What's your ops level, Herky Hawk? He's 28, which means that he is now qualified to win his choice of a free Sally, a free Centurion, or a free Bordas. He's qualified. Which one would you like, Herky Hawk? We're not going to make you choose right now, but just out of curious. He says, I take the Sally. Man, smart man. Taking the free Sally. There you go. So you're qualified, buddy. You're the first one. My first qualifier for a free level 28 ship. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. And congratulations to the audience for making this podcast enough of a success that Scopely is giving us these prizes to give away. So make sure you like and you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you get it out there. Share it with everybody. Join the Discord if you're not already in it because that's how you can win, all right? 
My name is Ultimate DJs, and I've had a blast with you guys here tonight. It's been Wednesday night. We've talked about the Borg. We've done research on the Battle Triangle, and I hope that you've taken something away from the show and not just free prizes. <laughs> Maybe you just took away a good time, and that's fine, too. We're here for entertainment, as is this game. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We're going to roll on out of here. Have a wonderful night. See you all, guys. By the way, sorry, bad news. I'm going to leave you with this. Not doing a show Sunday because it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it. Sorry, it's the Super Bowl. I'm not going to. I'm not doing one Sunday. I will be way incapable of doing a show. <laughs> That's it for me, guys. Love you, mean it. Server 15, Ultimate DJ, signing off. Good night.